Hey there, conductors. If you've ever felt that you're not quite sure what to do next when you're studying a score, maybe you don't even know where to start with a difficult piece. Maybe you study one piece too much and then you realize at the first rehearsal that you don't know another one well enough. Or maybe you're a new conductor and you don't know what score study is. I'm excited to share that I'm finally publishing and sharing my score study checklist. I've been refining this for 12 years now, and I'm so excited to share it. It is going to walk you through my structure, my process to make sure that I learn every score that I need to learn well enough and so that nothing falls through the cracks. So it covers everything that you need to know. There's a link in the show notes. Go ahead and click it, sign up, and you'll get that score study checklist sent right to your email. You'll also get access to an eight-minute video of me explaining what each section is and how I use it to organize all the music that I need to learn. It's only eight minutes, so it's not going to take you a whole hour to learn how to study better, how to put up a process for your score study and how to make sure that nothing is falling through the cracks. So again, click the link in the show notes, and I hope to see you soon. Now, please enjoy this episode of Podium Time. Hello there, dear listeners. This is your host, Jeremy D. Cuebus. This is the first bonus episode between seasons three and four of Podium Time. And what I'm going to be sharing with you is something that's usually a patron exclusive over on patreon.com. That's where a couple people choose to support the podcast monetarily, and we really hope that you'll join them. Um, This is a sample of a new format that we're running. Um, Right now I'm calling it Post Chats. I don't know, I've been thinking of Podium Time Recap or the Podium Time Coda. Basically, once Luke and I finish an interview, we we record a little, um, usually about 10-minute recap so maybe recap is the right word of of what we talked about with that interview. And this is something that our, our patrons at the $4 and above level will get every time we interview. And that's a sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about quite a while before the interview goes out. So we just recorded an interview Saturday night with Apo Sue. And that interview won't be hitting the shelves until sometime in February, March, April, sometime next year. So this is a way you can get a sneak peek at that and uh, get even more excited for those episodes to come up. Uh, Patreon is a way that you can support the podcast monetarily. Again, basically you join on there and uh, for X number of dollars a month, you can you can support the work that we do and then you'll get some bonus content. This is what I'm sharing today is on the $4 level, which is what gets most of the behind the scenes stuff for you. So I will explain after this post chat all the other things that you can get for being a patron. But first, here's a little exclusive. If you're on the Patreon, you can also see the video for this that we share, as, as well as a couple other bloopers that I, that I cut out of this audio feed but left in there. So, look forward to the next season of Podium Time coming in February. Please enjoy this summary of the chat we just had, the interview we just recorded with Apo Sue. And then um, wait around to the end of this episode to hear a description of our new Patreon tiers. I've got some things in there that we are really excited about. And we'll have the link in our show notes and on your podcast player. If you click support the podcast or some something along those lines, that'll take you straight to our Patreon page. Alrighty, so here's the post chat or the podium time recap. <laughs> and then stick around to uh, to hear a little bit about our other Patreon tiers. 
So welcome patrons. This is our post chat for the interview that we just had with Apo Sue. It is quite late on Saturday night. I think it's 1130 for Luke and 10, nine, no, 1030 for Luke. It's only 1030, but you know, I'm an old man and I'm a bit <laughs> early. <laughs> uh, 930 for me. Um, but we just talked with Apo who lives in uh, Taiwan, I think. Taipei, Taiwan. Yeah. And so we, we started our chat at, um, at 11 AM on Sunday, her time. So we're Luke, we are time traveling. I think you <laughs> said a couple times at least. Um, but yeah, so for those that can see visually, I'm in the closet again, because it's, uh, it's a much better sound in here. And Luke's very dry. Yes. Very dry, which is exactly what we want for podcasting. I don't have to get nearly, nearly as close to my microphone. Anyway, um, yeah, so we just finished talking with Oppo. We met her at the Bard Institute um, back in 2016. We spent our final week with her, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so Oppo was, was just a joy to work with, and we've been trying to get her on the phone for a while, but um, she's busy, and we're busy, but we finally made it work, so... So we just got off the phone with her. We had a uh, really good conversation, talked about a lot of good stuff, did some reminiscing as well. Um, but a lot of stuff that we haven't talked about. The biggest thing um, was visual communication in a lot of different ways. Um, a big point that she had was body movement and an understanding of your body um, through classes, be that Tai Chi or yoga or you know martial arts, some way to get an understanding of your body because... Um, we are visual communicators, you know, except when you're yelling in rehearsal um, at the orchestra, but that doesn't <laughs> fly in a concert. Um, and you only get so little time on the podium in front of the orchestra. So that's really important to make the most out of that. That branched off into a couple other things. We talked about teaching and studying, um, but mostly the body movement. Um, we talked a lot about tension um, and she has actually an interesting, um, she described, you know, you, when you hit a beat, you have tension, but then you let go of it, but then you, and then that got us into, into acting and, um, how we do have to kind of act because we are performers and we need to feel heavy without actually holding the tension in our bodies. Um, and that's something we worked with her at Bard and that's something that's clearly still important to her because we talked about it quite a bit quite a bit today. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad we did it's something I'm always watching for myself. And then that moved, um, you know, that moved into, into the acting and the visual communication. We talked about our faces a lot and, um, we have to learn both and understand both expression through the hands as well as expression, emotive expression through the face. And I think, uh, the ultimate thing is to feel it inside and then, of course, show it in a way that the orchestra can understand and appreciate and act upon. So don't smile like an idiot. Don't <laughs> don't scowl like crazy, <laughs> but uh, but communicate the character of the music um, and the exercise. Uh, she, she mentioned an exercise that they would do at Peabody with when Prashnitz was teaching there. 
um, that the acting students would do, but that he would do with his students was to have a bunch of note cards in a hat with, with a bunch of different expressions on them and then just hand them out. And then you have to go into that expression in your face, which I thought was, was really cool. And, um, and we do have to do that. We have to do pseudo expression changes in a lot of music where suddenly, suddenly we're happy and we have to show that change when it changes in the music. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a general understanding your body, understanding, you know, what your face looks like. When is it too much? When is it not enough? When are you doing huge gestures that are way too big? When are you moving too much is a really big thing. You know, when are you obscuring your own message that's going out to the orchestra? Um, because the recipients must understand your intention. You need to be able to show that and communicate that clearly. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. If the orchestra doesn't understand it, then doesn't then then it really doesn't matter what you're doing um, we talked a little bit about also um you know kind of the the binary weird we have to be so introverted study the score really internalize it and this is something that luke and i have talked about a lot with our with our other teachers as well you need to um study, whoop, you need to study the score internalize it and then suddenly you have to be in front of a, you know, a hundred people with two and a half very short hours of rehearsal time um, for a concert and make the most of that. And that kind of goes with the quick contrast that we have to show in the music. It's, it's, you know, this is a very multifaceted job that we've all picked position that we've all picked. Um, one other thing I thought was really interesting and um yeah, was that if if the music is intense, and again, this 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 uh, opposites this contrasting, if the music's really intense, the conductor doesn't really need to be much. If you're if you're doing the Rite of Spring, um, you don't really need to be intense. The music's intense. The orchestra's already intense. It's better if you're calm. If you're doing something slow, then it's then you need you really need to be there. Um, you really need to be present with the orchestra. You really need to be. Um, into the into the weeds with them and the example she used was the barber adagio for strings like that's it's a very slow piece but you you a conductor doesn't get a break for a single beat in that piece whereas you know in a tchaikovsky symphony there are some times where you can sit back and let the orchestra do what they do best yeah as you think of the fourth movement from the second symphony uh isn't that the variations? Or the Russian is it's the Russian theme, right? Set the fourth movement from the second the second Tchaikovsky, the little Russian. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it just goes on and Go on, on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My first concert with the that I saw with the St. Louis Symphony. Um, they did that on the, on the second half. And I remember being in the, in the car with Muchnik and we were all clapping and singing the rhythm really, <laughs> really loud as we drove back to Springfield. I can't think of it right now, um, but it's a, it's a catchy little tune. Uh, yeah. And it's one of those that if you, if you stayed, if you stayed intense with your gesture the entire time and tried <laughs> to emphasize that, uh, you know, triple quadruple forte that whole time, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be pretty wore out by the end physically. And, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Both, both physically and visually and emotionally and everything. So that was, a, that's a lot of what we talked about today. 
a um, little bit about score study at the end. Um, he, she had some very interesting points about composers that Mahler and Beethoven are are really straddling the line between genius and crazy. So we talked about that a little bit at the end, and then some um, some really good advice for not just conductors but for everybody, which will be in the episode in a couple months, of course. Um, yeah. I would like to do some more research on directors now. Um, the talk with Beethoven and, and Mahler led into us talking about movie directors and how, you know, you've got way more factors to think about than, than conductors do. You've got all the actors and every little bit of visual. And, and um, the other thing we talked about a lot was imagination. And, um, you know, when you're studying, a lot of us use recordings, but getting back to just using the visual or the um, internal, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> the internal imagination, the internal, you know, the sound that you want and knowing what that is um, without singing, you know, just being, being there. Cause we rely on the orchestra a bit too much. You know, a lot of times we may get lost and then, you know, Oh, we can hear that the next phrase is coming and, <laughs> and then we get back on. Um, but the idea is to not do that, but to uh, know where we are. All right, Luke, did you have any other notes? Any? What was your what was your favorite part of this interview? Probably just talking about the body tension. I know it's something that I struggle with a lot myself. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of nice to be reminded that it's still something <laughs> something to work on. Oh yeah, yeah, always. I, I've I've just started to find myself when I'm practicing like like find seeing noticing the tension and then and then forcing myself to let it go but still look heavy again that's that's something i've been working on at least since i worked with her three years ago all right there you go thanks so much for sticking around so again we've got a variety of um, support levels everything is on a monthly basis so if you sign up for our Patreon, you'll get everything you just saw. Um, that'll be at the $4 per month level. That's one cup of coffee a month or $2 per episode. So if each episode of Podium Time is, is worth $2 for you, we'd love to have you join us there. Um, support starts at $1, and that'll get you a thank you note and a sticker, actually. You'll get something physical. At $4 a month, you'll get these Podium Time recap episodes right after we record an interview. And as well, when I prepare the podcast episodes, I take very detailed notes, and then I add my own ideas in there and synthesize some ideas, so you'll get those. So you'll get these, at $4 a month, you'll get these Podium Time recaps right when we interview, and then when a new episode comes out, you'll get my, my very detailed <laughs> show notes for, um, for each episode. Um, those are the two, again, the two kind of behind the scenes. The, um, the next one is the, uh, the new thing we're experimenting with that I'm really excited about. And that is at $12 a month. Um, every couple months you'll get a, a video review or a video lesson, or, you know, you'll get some conducting help from us personally. So you can send us a video and we'll record a little, um, you know, a little walkthrough, a little review, a little critique, some next steps. This is a great way if you're not currently taking lessons to get your your lessons going for you 
um, or just to get some some feedback from a new person who hasn't seen you conduct all the time. You know, it's a it's an easy way to do a little bit of workshop training with um, with one of us. And again, that is at the twelve dollar per month level, six dollars per episode. Um, and every couple months, I'm looking at either four or six, depending on what kind of traffic we have towards that. And then um, the highest support level, we have one person on there, and I believe we only have a couple slots left. That is the music director position at $25 per month. Um, the music directors get all of what we've mentioned before, the behind the scenes, the lessons, all that stuff. And then you'll also get a personalized thank you video from us. Um, after a couple months, you'll get a one-on-one um, -on -one chat where we just we can just hang out for a little bit. And then if you continue supporting at that level for a couple months, you'll have the chance of being featured on the podcast as a guest or hosting your own podium time discussion episode. And as well, you um, there's a chance to to actually join us for an interview, and and our music director is nearing that point, so I need to reach out to him in the next couple of weeks about uh, about when he would like to come on the podcast. Again, all that information is at Patreon.com/slash/PodiumTimePod. We've got those links on our Facebook. I'll share those links all over, as well as in the um, in the show notes. So on your podcast player, you can just open that up and uh, click on support the podcast or the link that I post, and it'll take you right to the page. If you're not interested in supporting monetarily, none of these things are enticing to you, the best way to support is to just keep listening, keep sharing, send the podcast to a friend who doesn't listen to it. Um, you know, just talk, talk about the podcast with your friends, reach out to us, send us a message, tell us what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. And we are always looking for feedback. I'm an experimenter. I'm always experimenting. So I'm always happy to hear uh, feedback, what you love about the podcast. It, it just makes my day. We put a lot of work into these, and we're just always happy anytime we hear that somebody is listening to them already. So season four is coming in February. There'll be one or two more little bonus episodes um, between now and then. But uh, go check out the Patreon if you'd like to just join for the $4 a month and check out the two uh, post-chat recaps that we've done already. See if that's interesting to you. And, and as well, if you'd like to uh, to get some lessons, if you're a beginning conductor, that's a great way to support the podcast and get some, um, get some new feedback under your belt. And um, I would love to give out some homework as well. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start rambling and, and get back to my Sunday because I need to head to rehearsal pretty soon. Anyway, thank you for, for listening to the podcast. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode, and we will see you in February.